carry on and plan the sequel. Because let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. Stop! Welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your bi-weekly queer horror short roundup. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace. And this week we are discussing Joao Dalstella's Steam. Uh, Joe, we are re-entering the world of gay bathhouse horror. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, second time's the charm. I actually quite liked this one. I did as well. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly sparse logline. So it's a gay couple goes to a bathhouse for a cheat night, unaware that a killer lurks behind the steam. Mm-hmm. And I would actually argue this is one where the killer isn't really the focus of it. It's actually the center relationship between our two, uh, well, one protagonist and one asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, just getting it out of the way right off the top, folks. If you are in an open couple and one person is pushing for like an open cheat night or like some kind of dates with other people it's like you really need to set up the grand rules better than this couple do because clearly our protagonist is not into it It, yeah and this is something where i mean because i know people have a lot of opinions about open relationships and stuff and it's one Mm -hmm. of those things where it's like okay based on what we are seeing in this 15 minute short you know it's not that long we don't have a lot of time to see like what to what their establishment of their relationship is but watching it it's like okay clearly the one guy uh mr uh tall skinny white dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) he uh told his boyfriend yeah we're good for this in practice not feeling it and that is something that can very much happen and it is up to the other partner when that happens if that happens to be understanding and say Mm -hmm. you know what that's right. We don't have to do this right now because the way that this relationship played to me was like the like the worst things you hear about open relationships where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel like they're doing it to like save their relationship almost, which is not a reason to open up your relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason that people do this kind of stuff is because they're looking to expand their sexual horizons. Yeah. Like they're both interested in the idea of living up their sexual livelihood in this case it absolutely seems like the partner i think his name is juan mostly just wants to fuck other people which is like that's when you break up folks or or you have a really candid conversation like we're gonna open it up but i'm gonna go off and do my own thing well it's also because they they call it cheat night which to me immediately was a red flag because (laughs) when you're open and i'm not like an expert on on there's no right there's no rules like you know you make up your own rules when you're doing this tell me everything yeah (laughs) but like I just feel like calling it a cheat night sets it up for disappointment because cheat automatically has a negative connotation. And whether you are open in the sense that, oh, you bring in other people and you only play together, or Mm -hmm. if you go your separate ways and do sleep with other people, if you're in an open relationship, it's not cheating. Cheating implies you're going against the rules that are set. And that, that, that was, I mean, again, like, I don't think that's a fault of the film, but that's very much like what these characters are Mm -hmm. doing here. And I really like that it did that. Like, I mean, I'm of two minds as to whether the the, the film, the writer thinks that open relationships are a good idea, but I don't think this film necessarily presents it in a bad light. It's just that this particular relationship probably doesn't need to be open. It probably actually, it needs to be over. (laughs) Oh yeah. And well, technically is because they're both dead by the end of the short, but 
I think my my only issue with this kind of stuff, and it again, it's not the fault of the short, it's part of the larger mainstream way that queer life can sometimes be cataloged. Mm-hmm. I worry that straight people watch this and get this impression that, oh, this is what gay lifestyles are like. Um, it was much more of an issue when I very much was dealing with my own internalized homophobia. And as I've said numerous times on the podcast, I was cheated on. So like the idea of like couples forcing each other into things because Mm -hmm. one person secretly wants to just fuck other people does hit me a little bit close to home. I think that's fair. I mean, again, the second, the second the guy's like, I don't think I can do this. And his his partner's response is anger. Like you promised me, we talked about this and you mm -hmm. promised me, you're like, Oh, so I guess just for larger, you know, the way that people look at this, they might say like, Oh, wow. What, like, why do gay couples do this kind of thing? Which I don't always love. But if you remove that kind of context, look at this solely with what we're seeing in the short. Yeah. We've got a couple that is clearly not communicative in the right sense and then they find themselves in a very dangerous situation Uh, rewinding a little bit back to what you said about how like oh straight people watching this are they gonna think oh this is what gay life is like and i that's the thing right this this is a queer creator with like doing a film with queer representation and it's not exactly a lie of what this is but you are right in the sense that yes obviously not all queer people specifically gay men do this but <laughs> there are people that do i mean again oh, going back to our, yeah. our, our previous micro queers on sauna the dead you have bathhouses in canada still don't you mm-hmm. i mean yeah. we have them in the states just not where i live <laughs> right yeah well you folks are still a little bit more sexually repressed but it's texas yeah i think one of the things that i appreciated about this is that you also get a better sense of like I like how coded the the different kind of rooms and the events that happen mm-hmm. in Asana are here. Uh, like there's very much a dark room, but it, mm-hmm. we never actually see it. We just get to hear the sounds. And there's the steam room where there's cruising going on. And, you know, we, we even get a, a brief introduction to how bathhouse culture works when Juan tells his boyfriend, I think the, the main character's name is Toby. If My I'm mate. not mistaken. Anyway, <laughs> well, we'll say main character for lack yeah. of a better term. Uh, he tells me, you know, like if you see somebody that you like, make eye contact, and if you don't, then you know that's kind of a cue that it's not going to work. And I did really appreciate the framing where most of the time we don't see anybody else's face or they're not in focus, and it's yeah. because we're very much seeing it from this main character's point of view, and he's hesitant to make eye contact because he's really not sure what he wants to do. Well, I mean, it's Thomas, by the way, so we're yeah. both wrong on it, but, but we're close, we're close. Um, no, but it, and the way that this is filmed, especially with the score, the score isn't bombastic, it's not very loud, but it's- It's a heartbeat. It's undertones constantly, and it's very unsettling. It's very mm-hmm. much like something is amiss here. And I love yeah. that that kind of plays either either or both um, it, in the sense of, okay, Thomas is uncomfortable being here. Yes. Slash, there's also people getting murdered here. I yes. do want to know why Juan has been here before and hasn't been murdered, but, you know, <laughs> details. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like if you come on a certain night yeah. or, <laughs> I, I mean, well, actually, no, I can't answer you that because he came before 
the killer was working there because remember right. she makes a point of saying that she hadn't seen him before yes and speaking of though by the way only credit is receptionist but like this is a fun character mm-hmm. and yes I, I love everything about this receptionist and I, I actually wanted more from her especially right. once we get the ending we do and this is a rare short that we have where I'm like I was like that's it like let's yeah. keep going movie <laughs> Mm-hmm. particularly at the 15 minute mark right it feels like it should be telling a very complete story but it really feels like oh this is the middle act of our horror film yeah and I think that's why though so we'll just move into this little segment that we do for microqueers but like I would 100% watch a full-length feature of this I I don't know if I would want it to be like a one setting film where it's like cool the whole movie takes place at the bathhouse mm-hmm. or if it's like I don't know. Oh, no. You you open with this couple and you really delve into like what their relationship drama is that's mm-hmm. leading them to open it up. And then yeah. it's like, we finally made a decision. One partner gets cold feet when they get to the bathhouse and then all hell breaks loose. That's something too, right? Like, I mean, like uh, this is not polyamory. This is just open relationship. But like mm-hmm. what we be in an open relationship or polyamory, I love that. Like, I mean, I want to see more films tackle this material because honestly, it's a really there's a lot of material and drama to mine out of this concept and you just Mm -hmm. don't see it as much in cinema, even indie cinema, because it's still kind of this taboo thing. Very much so. Yeah. We don't like the idea that you find someone and then you what find other people like (laughs) the, the way that we've been customized to think of like romance and love is that you have to find the one, right. Which is, absolutely ridiculous. Hollywood. <laughs> very Hollywood it's a social construction often kind of misogynistic because it's very much imposed on women but we do see it on gay men as well like right. I don't know about you but the the weird pressure that not so much me but I felt other friends who are in like long-term relationships the like their families are now completely accustomed to saying like well when are you two going to get married when are you going to settle down even now <laughs> like when are you going to have kids Oh, oh uh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't don't force that shit on us. That's straight shit. Is that as I said, not the one like right that we are awarded as being queer people? Like, no, stop asking me about kids. <laughs> or, or it's my choice. Like it's always people's choices. Why do we force these things on people? So right. yeah, not a fan. Sure. But, but what about you though? So would you watch a feature-length version of this? Yes. If only because I'm a little more cool on the ending than you are. I like I like that it's not a twist as to who the killer is, because if you pay attention to her nails, they're demon claws. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, clearly she's a villain from the moment they enter. Okay, so but like, okay, do we keep it like in the realm of the real? And do we make her like, oh, it's like a drag queen, like dressed up? Or is it like, this is a demon in drag form? I, I love it could be either right but yeah no i i love the idea of starting with the relationship building to the moment where they decide they're gonna take this sexual leap at the bathhouse and then yeah have it come out that there's some kind of killer supernatural or uh, grounded mm-hmm. and then yeah i mean i i think it'd be very fascinating to build this up as a big slasher villain right like give this person something more to do well, I think we are in luck, though. I mean, again, I don't, there isn't one being made, but uh, Zhuao has turned this script of this short into a feature-length screenplay. Uh, it was a finalist at the New York City Horror Film Festival for Best Horror Screenplay, considered one of the top 1% screenplays on wescreenplay.com. Yeah. Like, 
so it exists we just have someone make it and i mean again given the content you know it's queer it's violent it's horror like who knows if it'll happen but i certainly hope that it does you well, the the time has kind of never been better considering yeah. how popular queer horror is again queer horror it's so it's hot right now so hot right now <laughs> Well, all right, listeners, let us know what you thought of Steam. Obviously, Joe and I were pretty big fans of it. Uh, and let us know what you think of that ending. And also, what would you, what would, what would your feature length version of this film look like? Uh, mm-hmm. I actually would love to talk to Joe about that soon because I want to know what his plan is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us a script. But uh, all right. Well, until our next time, on that note, we can cross out Steam. Yes. And cross out micro queers. <laughs> Thank you.